Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Excellence Cartel. Today, we have brothers in business, Eric and Chris Martinez. They own the Dynamic Fit Pros. Uh, they are some badass business guys in regards to the coaching space. We've had a chance to chat with them before, but they also host a podcast called the Dynamic Lifestyle Podcast, where Jason and I were on there. We didn't have Jeff Sue that day because, well, he had some he had like something going on with his car, I think. But Jason and I did. We chatted with these guys, so we decided to bring them on our podcast because they do a hell of a thing with uh, coaches out the business space. It's a little unique compared to some of the other ones we've have, had. And our job with the Exos Cartel, or what we like to do, not our job, what we like to do is expose people to new networks, new brands, and kind of get new coaches and new faces out there, which is us keeping our promise. By the way, we have some exciting news for the Exos Cartel in the coming months. We will be getting joined by maybe a rotational fourth co-host who will join us in the ranks. We might be doing some weird stuff, so we've been interviewing some people low-key. But with that being said... We do not have any information on fucking PECA. So we appreciate you guys asking, <laughs> but right now we have no information. It's always that's always what happens. There's always like this high after those PEC events. And then it's like everybody's like, what's next one? What's next one? Then you're like, I, I can't even fathom putting together another fucking event right now. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me alone. Like, let me just leave me be. <laughs> so um we I don't mean, know. Everyone needs to spread the word then. If they want, you know, if they want two of these a year, the, the demand has to be there. And uh Yep. Start talking yeah, it up. It's know? just the logistics to get a lot of people there, to get a lot of hotels, to get the coaches taken care of. You know, I mean, it, it's just stuff. And, you know, we generally try our best to do a little bit above and beyond for you also, at least if we can make sure the topics are worth it. So, you know, if you guys, yo, people who want it, just be like, listen, just throw down a $500 deposit, you know, I'll take it straight from you right now in Venmo. And then when we announce PC8, you'll be all set. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Actually, exciting news. Aren't we cutting the cost of the ticket because we were going to make it more accessible is what we agreed? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think we said we were going to cut back. So the tickets will come down a little bit because we get a lower overhead sum. So that'll be able to give people a little extra chance to afford for a ticket to come into Nashville. <laughs> um, but anyway, we've got some cool ideas for the PEC8. It'll, it'll be very... Uh, very familiar, but with some new twist. With that being said, Jason, how's your last seven days been, dude? You know what? Uh, I think it's been pretty uneventful. Um, did anything exciting happen on the weekend? Not not really that I know of. Um, you know, business has been steady. Um, that's for sure. Um, I can't complain there. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you a few things. Um, new Ethics had... A breakthrough month it's the most we've ever done uh by 120k why do you attribute uh, that to number one we, we we hired a sales staff that's badass one guy one person came over from ancient the other one came over from garden of life and they both built seven figure you know books over there uh so we brought them on and then uh number two we have a marketing company called weekend that uh they're, they're pretty penny but they're good at what they do um, and so they've opened us up into new areas, um, that's helped, um, our Amazon partner knocked it out of the park too. Everything's just kind of rolling properly and uh, all the pieces are in place. And I really think, uh, by the end of the year, new ethics will, will be an eight figure business is what I think. Maybe congrats. Could land a whole foods contract. Uh, that's in the, that will be in the talks. 100%. That'd be sick. They, they have contacts there. Um, so that'll be in, in the, in the talks. Um, I also put my class sale back out. If any of you missed the bundle and you want it, email me, 
uh, Jason at ScoobyPrep.com. Uh, I also have the next class I'm going to teach. It's the one from the PEC. Um, and it's the anatomy of a well-planned contest prep. So if you want to hear about that from me, after my 15 years of experience and more, uh, just hit me up again, Jason at ScoobyPrep.com. I think that's probably about it, really. It's been uh, a good seven days for sure. I'm actually, because of you guys, I'm actually going to try the class thing when I'm done with the presentation from Coaching Consortium. I'm probably going to present on iodine and copper and sell that as just a class that I do from probably CC or something. So, by the way, Coaching Consortium, guys, April 22nd, 23rd, message Jeffrey Sue if you guys are interested. We're starting to post more about it. Um, but that's going to be an online event. So I think we're capped at 200 spaces for that. Right, Jeff? Um, I mean, I don't know if we can host more than a hundred, but all right, well, we're going to take chances. So you better, if you want to not be a part of the chance party, get your ticket in. So that way you guaranteed the first 100 after that. Yeah. It's is a technical a nightmare. Limitation? Is that a zoom it, limitation? It's I, zoom. So. I, I mean, I would host it. I have business zoom. So it has like, you know, I can record all day, but I think the limit could be a hundred people hundred zoom attendees well we're about really? to find out we'll push this yeah. to the max we'll i'm excited limits. all right well how's your last seven days been if you want to finish up with the coaching consortium where people oh yeah yeah so it. the coaching consortium is going to be a great online event so for those of you who you know don't want to travel or didn't make it to pc jeff jason and i will be on the panel along with you know a lot of your other favorite coaches out there all brand new topics Nothing we've ever presented on, so it's unique to the consortium. So yeah, you can DM me, DM me about it. Related to the consortium, three hundred participants. Sorry, three hundred participants on business. Oh, okay, cool. Um, we have a free workshop coming up, and I think one hundred and fifty-two people have That's signed up for it. So if you're listening and you've signed up, you know we we hope you show. You know, usually these free workshops are really popular, but the only downside is because they're free. You know. You get 150 signups, but only, you know, 75, 80 people, half half of them show. But either way, it'll be a great way to meet the panel. All of us will be on there. I think, Jason, you may have a schedule conflict, but you, you're you going to try to. It's, it's possible. It depends on what's going on with the tournament. Yeah. yeah, but either way, open Q&A. All of us coaches on there. Ask us anything. We're donating two hours of our time. What date um, is that again? The 19th, the Sunday coming yeah. up. So yeah. Thought. Um, other than that, you know, I turned 39 yesterday. Uh, that was kind of humbling. Oh, that's fuck. <laughs> My assistant <laughs> coach, Laura, threw together a uh, a little get-together at a uh, bowling place downtown Boston. Then we got dinner at Ruth's Chris, which was very, very underwhelming. I don't know. Jason loves Ruth's Chris, right? You, you seem well, to be- I, I don't love it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not my jam. Like, I'm, I'm a Jeff Ruby's guy, which is a little... Yeah, yeah you know... I- the steaks were like over or undercooked for our table. Oh. Everything was slathered in butter. They put butter on everything. Yeah. And the server brought out these crab cakes, right? And she just like put it in front of me. And I grabbed the plate because usually crab cakes, they're they're cold or they don't come on a hot dish. I literally burned my finger. I have a blister that's about to pop. Oh, I see it. Like it's this giant white bubble. Yeah. And then I touch it. I'm like, ah, it's hot. And she goes, oh, yeah, I know. I was like, well, why don't you fucking tell me that it's hot? Like, why don't you tell your guests, be careful, it's hot. Like, so so because of that, it ruined the experience completely. Um, <laughs> As a chain, I like Eddie Merlot better. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll never go back to Ruth's Chris. Uh, I also got my, my Porsche delivered back to me today. Uh, I had full PPF on it. 
And just for shits, I, I scratched up this panel at the back and like I dug into it with my nails and scratched it up. And then I took a blow dryer and I just ran it over and the heat, like it heals itself. Huh. So, cool. so if I cut people off and they, they key my car, I'll be like, hot jokes on you. I got PPF all over it. So oh, shit. <laughs> wait for them to smash your car with a fucking hammer. Then they're, then you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Crazy fucks down here. You gotta yeah. worry about being shot. I know that the boys in Dallas can say that too. Yep. Uh, yep. You have to worry about getting your ass shot in Massachusetts. <laughs> you guys passive aggressive as fuck. Um, my last seven days have been good. Went to the UT balls, men's basketball game. Uh, versus Auburn, so Keegan got his first live college basketball experience, so that was cool. Um, and then they just finished up the concrete slab in my backyard for my hot tub that gets delivered next week. So my sunroom is completely built out that the panels came and they get installed Friday, and then I'll have a little door that takes you right out to my hot tub. So between my infrared sauna I own and my hot tub, I have no reason to fucking hot tub. It's an actual hot tub, bro. Yeah, nice. Dude, nice. one side has its own fucking motor that can massage you. Like, I, nice. they told me that, and the difference is only 1500 I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting that. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, you, I was like, don't talk me out of the sale, man. And he was like, all right, I'm not talking to you out of the sale. And I was like, all right, thanks. How many you know, people so does it fit? It fits six. Okay. Very comfortably. I think it goes up to eight. But there's like so one whole party. Side. You didn't get a party hot tub. You just got one of those like chills. You know. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. It's got like a little waterfall thing in it. It goes multiple lights. I don't know. I have to take video of me and it smoking cigars and shit. I figured like, you would have got like a 12 person. It's just a party. Oh, wait. It might be a 12 person. That might be it because it fit the way the Chase Lounge works on both sides. It might be six if you both lay in the Chase Lounge. So maybe that makes sense mathematically. Yeah. Huh. Either way, it's going to be fucking great. I'm excited. Yep, I do I love my infrared sauna. I feel so much better having that. I tell is you that all that. thing pretty big or not really? Dude, it's barely big. Also, the same foot. Half the footprint of a treadmill. Oh, okay. It's two people in there. Huh, nice. So Keeg's been getting in there with me. And, you know, do 20 what minutes those, of that. What are those run for your home? They were out the door, shipped to me, put together in my garage, 2742. Not bad. Not bad at all. No, not when you figure like those monthly places like a fucking hundred bucks. I've never yeah. been in one. Month. They don't get as hot as like the regular. Right? No, they get up to 150 degrees. Mine gets up to 150. It's just like a different kind of heat because it's like that dry heat. You're not like in like a steam bath. How long do you stay in one? I do about 20, 25. Every day? No, a couple of days a week. Got it. Yeah, I want to do it all the time. Anyway, so that's how my last seven days have been. With that being said, yo, Chris, Eric, thanks for joining us, guys. Dallas, Texas, you guys are fucking 49er fans, which breaks my heart. <laughs> Dallas is like my favorite city next to Nashville. I love my Cowboys. I love the people of Dallas. Everyone's always like, if I would move anywhere, I'd move to Dallas. So you guys might have to deal with that one day. And yeah. I announced coming to the already 47,000 gyms in Dallas. I'm making 47,001. But nonetheless, I love your all city. How's your last seven days been? And let's get into who you guys are and kind of how your your business started. And then let's break down what you guys do so that way the audience can be able to get some information and some education from you. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having us, guys. Really appreciate it. And just it's cool to see how you guys do this, like all three of you guys. And I love the little roundup you guys did with like yeah, the last cool. seven days. Nice little idea that Chris and I can do. I mean, we're always looking for fresh ideas. I mean, this guy gets to my nerves like all every day, just, you know, all throughout <laughs> the week. But 
quick recap of my week. I mean, it's been, it's been a great week, you know, just, uh, spent the weekend, just kind of just relaxing, just with my girlfriend and then went to church Sunday, did some meal prepping. And then last week was just, it was just really busy, which is like, you know, onboarding new clients, um, just to help with their coaching businesses. So that's really what, what my, my week looked like the last seven days. Yeah. My seven days guys, I was actually back in Northern California. Yeah. So my wife and I had our gender reveal. And so we found out we're having a baby boy. So yeah, congratulations right there. Yeah. Thanks yeah. man. Appreciate it. But we're only supposed to be there for three days. So we actually got, um, our flights got delayed just because of all the snow that Dallas got. So we we're stuck in California for an extra three days there. So that's kind of what the week was like. How was it being stuck there for an extra three days? Did you? It wasn't too bad, home? you know. We're staying with my mom, so we had mom's home cooking and all that stuff. So it was a good oh. excuse to stay another three days. Yeah, no, man. You, yeah. Dallas got whacked by that storm. That oh yeah, it's big it time, stuck man. big time. They closed down everything, man. You couldn't drive. Like they freak out. Everyone freaks out here when when they get some snow. So I mean, we were just stuck inside. But oh well. Yeah. So I got. If you're listening. They are both on the same screen with two mics. Like they are like being every man's fantasy about twins right now, with the exception of not being hot chicks. So you guys work really well with each other. Jason and I talked about that after we got the podcast because Jeff asked us how it was. Like, hey man, it went really well. Cause we'll give anybody a chance if they want to have our time because we're all about trying to help others. Like we were helped along the way too. Um, where did this begin for you guys? Where did it start? And and exactly what is it that your business does before we get into our topics? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take your guys as listeners through uh, just like what our story, you know, kind of consists of. Sure. And this will be helpful for anyone that's dealing with like some form of adversity right now. And we grew up uh, when we were 17 years old, we lost our father in a car accident. Mm. So he was a correctional officer at San Quentin State Prison back in Northern California. So we grew up in a really just like tight household just with just, you know, it was all about education, sports, and just work ethic. So literally it was three nights before Christmas. Um, and we got a knock on the door from a, a California highway patrol officer at two in the morning. And that's not a good sign at that hour. So I remember yeah. just waking up and literally I thought I was just having a nightmare and I saw my mom on her knees screaming. And because they had told her that he, he fell asleep behind the wheel. So his whole truck hydroplane over like a little cliff and he just fell, he just, he just died instantly. So right then and there, like our entire family just went through a 360 man. Like, you know, we had a really good upbringing and everything. So it was tough because we lost our role model. We lost our provider, just our leader of our family. And then three months later, my mom lost her mother due to cancer. So it was like a shitload of bricks hit my mom towards like, man, like I, I didn't even, I, I felt like we lost half of my mom because she turned to yeah, alcohol. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She I turned to that. alcohol, turned to antidepressant pills, man. Like, I mean, she was just a completely different person. So it was just Chris, myself um, and my older brother. And we were 17. My older brother was 22 and we were just lost, lost kids, you know, just full of anger and just no guidance. So we turned to alcohol. We got in trouble with the law several times and shit, man, it wasn't until we got into fitness. That was our way to alleviate like our anger and pain was just going to the gym, just hitting the weights. And we got really fascinated by just like, you know, body compositional changes and Really, man, like what really lit our fire was uh, Dr. Lane Norton. If you guys know who that is, I'm sure. Um, good old Lane. I like yeah, his He is a fire starter. He I love to, I'm going to have Jason. We need guest Jason. Let's get Lane on ours. Let's bring that bad boy on. I think that'd be a hell of a conversation. I think it'd be, be fun, fun at the very least. Yeah. Anyway, so Lane yeah. Norton inspired you. He inspired a lot of people, 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we were just flipping through a muscular uh, development magazine one time. And, uh, dude, it was him. It was his column. And we we're just like, who is this guy? Like, he's jacked. Like, he's natural. And, like, he has a PhD 
PhD in nutritional sciences and it said, email me for services. So we're like, you know what, why not? Just let's email him. And yeah, it just uh, turned out to, he turned out to be our coach for several years. Uh, he helped prep us for uh, a contest back in 2013. Um, he mentored us too, just like through coaching, just like everything, man, to where it's like, he just inspired us to build our first business back in 2011. That was our first business called Dynamic Duo Training, where we helped like, you know, just people with their health and fitness uh, biz, uh, coaches, uh, health and fitness programs all around the world. So we did that for about eight years. Last four years, we just uh, pivoted to B2B coaching, helping health and fitness coaches build and scale their businesses. So that's really kind of like the backstory on how this all started. Uh, my next question would be this. Do you guys ever look back at that part of your life and it seems so foreign to you that you can't even understand that that's what you guys went through? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was, yeah. I'm writing my book and I'm pretty much done with it at the end of the month. My final submission goes in. And I can say that, like, I look back on parts. I'm like, I can't even believe that was me. Like, and I can remember in my head and I have no logic for doing the things or thinking the things I was X, Y, Z. Your guys' story, man, was, that was pretty intense. I could imagine that kind of sudden twist and then you know often like i saw with my mom the dwindling of the human spirit mm -hmm. and once that happens it's very very hard to get a person back yeah um did your mom recover in any way if you don't mind me asking yeah she did she did like thank oh, god she good. did you know yeah. it just took her a while though but i mean like every day she still apologizes till this day just like for you know just not being there and just uh the way she dealt with things, but it's like, you know, man, she, she did the best that she could with what she had, you know, and you know, yeah. man, thank God she's better now. And I mean, she still has her tendencies with like drinking and stuff too, but you know, we're not there. She's back in California. So it's like, there's not a whole lot we could do. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have done well for yourself. So speaking well for yourselves, you. what have you guys done this last year in the industry that you guys are like most proud of that really kind of pushed you forward? Cause Brandon DeCruz, who we're good friends with, knows you guys i guess yeah. he's chatted oh, yeah. with you all and spoke very highly of you because yeah nice guy I, yeah no brandon's awesome we think the world of brandon so what did 2021 show for you guys as a business and how did that change you guys going in 2022 and then where you guys are in 2023 because it wasn't your genesis not too long ago to this next evolution you guys have been doing yeah so it's uh it's crazy man like um 2021 was actually like a huge year for us like our biggest year since doing this uh, b2b coaching but then yet last year 2022 i i consider that a loss to be honest you know like we made less money and i feel like we just didn't make as big as an impact you know believe it or not so i'm not afraid to admit that we got a loss after coming off our biggest year and i think like the biggest thing we learned was just resiliency you know and just like it really just showed like this is what we truly want to do this is the mission we're on to help health and fitness coaches right to make more money uh create more income more impact more independence right and really enhance their mindsets you know because that's the stuff that we were missing too as health and fitness coaches so it was a true test of 2022 is like you know are we going to kind of like dwindle out and fade out like some other people just come in and try to exploit the industry or are we going to really stick to our roots and who we are and stand true to like what we're trying to build here in this mission and honestly it was like a a true blessing, true le uh, learning lesson, because this first uh, month coming out of like January, it's been a huge, huge month, you know? So I think that's kind of, it's all paying off. Why do what? you think you had a loss? And then Jason, <laughs> ask your question. Yeah. I just think because like, you know, like you come off a big year like that, right. A, a huge high to where you just, again, like as a business owner, sometimes you get a little bit caught up into that stuff where you think it's going to hockey stick. Right. 
And we were in like this mentorship program too. That was basically like, you know, their, their whole guarantee was to build a million dollar coaching business. So we're like, man, we're on the right track. We're in the right program. We got the momentum going and everything like that. And honestly, we didn't do anything wrong to have it really kind of like, you know, go the way it went. So we were just like, what the hell is going on here? You know? So I kind of looked at that, like as a loss, you know, but now I look back on now, I was like, it was probably the best thing that happened to us. Okay. Jason, what's your question? Well, I just had a question. So, you know, I've been coaching for years. <clears throat> And I guess I've never had a burning desire to branch off into business coaching. Why did you leave coaching and helping people that way to helping coaches? Yeah, great question. Go ahead. Good question. I was going to say what, what happened was like in 2016, we joined this mastermind. I don't know if you guys know who Ty Lopez is, but this is when we were living in Los Angeles. So I've heard Ty Lopez. I yeah, know the yeah. name. Wasn't he a big MTV guy or something like that? Uh, just, no, big, I don't think he was. Big like TV. Uh, yeah, big like, you know, like, you know, social media presence. That was it. Like okay, that. social yeah. media. I don't know why I was like MTV. I'm an idiot. Yeah, but we were in Los Angeles at the time and we we're just like, you know, kind of at that crossroads, you know, do we keep going down this road of like building, you know, dynamic duo training and trying to get that to the million dollar mark or do we do something else, you know? And it was just that conference of just kind of going there that inspired us to do something different. And we were kind of already burnt out working with so many people, you know, from like the past like eight years. So when we joined that mastermind, like the whole intention was to really build the business. Right. But then we got fascinated with just like, you know, marketing sales, like funnels, websites, like a podcast, like all these different things. So we're like, shit, these are the type of things that we were missing as coaches. You know, this is what like really halted us to, you know, get to like a 10 K business, a 10 K a month business and all these things. So finally we're just like, this is a gap, you know, we, we this is a gap that we kind of need to take advantage of because we built our business to multiple six figures and we've, you know, been in ups and downs and, you know, we can actually really add some value here with some of these like skills to add on to uh, fitness professionals. Yeah. I think really quick to add that guys, like it was me too, was just like the, just the train of thought that a lot of like health and fitness coaches had, because we had that too. It was very limited thinking. Like we had that, we had a scarce mindset. We felt like, you know, we had to undercharge people for our services. And it's like, for me, I wanted to change that. I wanted to like, just be like, guys, like you guys should hold yourself even like as high as a doctor. If you guys know your shit, like you guys transform lives, you guys add so much value to people's lives. So it's like, you should be charging a high premium for what you do. And people only know what they know. Right. So for me, it was just like, how do I change the thinking in these health and fitness coaches to think bigger and play bigger with their skill sets? Yeah. Yeah. I Jeff, do you have any questions? Um, just to piggyback on what they just said. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I do business coaching myself, but I, I'm also very still very much still involved with the client side, but there are a lot of online coaches out there who based off of geography limit themselves based off of what the, their local market dictates, but they don't realize that if you live in Alabama, you can still get clients from New York city yeah. or from Los Angeles or Tampa or Miami that will pay you much more than what your local personal trainer is getting paid. So being able to recognize that you're competing on a completely different level, different market online is the first step to getting paid what you're worth. Um, you know, kind of to echo what Jason said and asking you why you guys got into business coaching. I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, myself, you know, I have a business background being, uh, you know, I have my MBA and, you know, I had corporate finance experience and all that, but it's a great hedge if you're a coach, because when the economy turns and clients start to put things on pause, who suffers in that environment? The coaches do. Yep. So if you have a skill set to help the coaches in an environment like that, it's it's a hedge against, you know, the, the downfall of your own business. So if you can manage both sides and, and be really good at it, 
you really can build a bulletproof business regardless of the economy. Um, so yeah, I think it's great to see yeah. you guys doing what you're doing. And the one thing I was yeah. going to tell you guys, that's like one thing we really preach to like our students is like build a hybrid model. Right. And this, I know we were talking about this too, Jeff, um, you know, but basically, you know, everybody wants to go online and they just want to like, you know, have that laptop lifestyle where they're just on the beach, checking in with clients, like, you know, a couple hours a week, like the four hour work week. Right. It's kind of bullshit. So it's like, that's why we tell them build a hybrid model, right? Just in case something like this ever happens, look what happened with the pandemic. So many of like those uh, personal trainers that didn't have an online presence, they suffered, right? So it's, it's like, now you have to recession and future-proof your business. And to me, there's no better way to number one, build a brand, right? What's going to open up all these different doors and opportunities. And secondly, have a hybrid model where you can literally dominate that three to five mile local radius mm -hmm. and still have online clients too. It doesn't have to be all in-person clients. And yep. then you can still build your online presence to work with people all across the states or internationally mm -hmm. agree on all that i mean jason you, you start teaching classes um i think you were one of the first coaches to start teaching classes around 2020 and that was in was a way that i was before that it was uh, early 2019 yeah yeah so mm -hmm. that was a great way to to hedge and you know against risk in your business because coaches wanted to level up so you were serving clients but you were also were serving coaches too so yeah. that's good too all right. So you guys gave us three topics that we could talk about. I'm sure these could take us anywhere. So <laughs> let's go with topic number one, how to find your audience messaging and create your offer for coaches. So we have heard follow back people who follow you, message them in their DMs, <laughs> talk to them. We have heard posts that you are giving away a scholarship. We have heard posts that you're taking money to donate to the Children's Kidney Foundation. Uh, we've seen and heard a lot of it, you know, in regards to messaging, all that stuff in the audience. What do you guys advise for finding audience and the messaging you do? And then I think creating the offer is kind of like its own subject, something. Yeah. Re really quick too, man. Like disclaimer. I like to tell people that, man, I am, I am by no means an expert. Like I, I am fully transparent as student, you know, of learning all this shit is constantly evolving towards, I, I would hate to call myself an expert, like a know-it-all. And like the last thing I like, the, the thing I can't stand too, is like the over-promising and under-delivering what a lot of people do and how they yeah. market their shit and say, I'll get you to like 10 K months in like three months or, or vice versa. So just quick disclaimer on that, like, that we, the, uh, for us, man, like we're, we're huge on integrity and what we like, what we talk about, like in what our marketing and concepts is like. I don't think it's nothing too new or cutting edge, to be honest. Okay. How do you guys recommend that people find their audience yeah. though? Yeah. So like if you're online, like really like that's just looking for your avatar or niche, right? We call it like right. perfect, your perfect future client because in person as like a coach, like, you know, you, you're kind of like slim pickings, you know, with like who you can work with, but online, that's the big advantage is like, you can pick like an avatar or niche and that ties in with like the messaging um, aspect of it too. So it's like, if your audience is, let's just say it's a mom that just had a baby or it's a dad that just, you know, he's 45 years old and he wants to get rid of like, you know, his 20 pounds of like his dad bought, right. That's two different audiences. So it's like, if you have a social media presence, you don't want to sit there and speak to both of those people because it's going to confuse your audience. So it's like, that's what we tell our students is pick one of those audiences and date around for 90 days and see where you get traction. See if the messaging is congruent, right? See if you have a story to tie in to relate with those people. So for example, if you're working with the dad bod and that's like your, your audience right there, right? That's your perfect future client that helps out with the messaging because that makes your content so much clearer, right? On Instagram and Facebook, your headlines, your copy that you're doing, like on your landing pages, your emails, all that stuff, because you're speaking to that person's pains, their wants, their frustrations, their desires, their frustrations 
solutions, their problems, two different sides of the coin. If it's like a mom and you're speaking to a dad, then that leads into the offer, right? So if you have your audience, if you have your messaging, then you have your offer. That offer needs to be able to solve that specific real like deep emotional pain point that that dad has and he wants to solve. And that's how we teach our, our students to, to sell a high ticket program, because you have to dig into that real emotional pain point to where they're willing to spend $2,000 or more to solve that pain point and that problem. So before we get in that offer point, I have this question. How do you guys work with new coaches who are trying to break in to get their content seen? on social media or through different areas, because I think let's be honest, we all post and then we see each other's posts and I'm like, well, I don't need to post shit for the day. Cause Jeff Sue already talked about Cybo. <laughs> Jason <laughs> talked about the progesterone problems with women and, you know, Austin Stout talked about like why, whatever, whatever, whatever. So uh, how do you guys get people to break in to where more people see them on social media or that, you know, the audience or the messaging they're doing, because yeah, niches and all that stuff's great. But are you telling them like, go explore hashtags and work inside of that? What are you guys giving them strategically in regards to that? Ooh, I think they froze. Yeah. Great question. Honestly, man, like it's, it's so tough with these, with these algorithms and, and shit. Oh, whoops. Did we? Okay. Hmm, you're back. Cool. Gotcha. No, I was saying that, yeah, it's, it's that that's a great question, but it's like, like with all these algorithms and stuff, it's just like, they're all uncontrollables. So the first thing I tell that newbie person is like, okay, what are your, what's your controllables versus uncontrollables? Your controllables are your thoughts, your attitudes and actions, how you approach every single day. You can show up and post content. You can show up and educate people. You can serve people. You can't control that, you know, an algorithm and what, what it sees and what it doesn't. So that's the first thing that we established. But I mean, hundred percent, man, like we, we have like just different frameworks and ways for them to put out their content, talk about their story, talk about like, you know, solving issues, what's their specialty, what's their method, all that type of stuff. But it's like for a new, for a newbie, most newbies that come to us, they are like in-person training already. So they have an established like, you know, side of that business to where it's like, they're going to build a hybrid model because that is what we emphasize. So for them, it's like, we teach them how to dominate that three to five mile radius. How do you get these in-person clients to become online clients to, to, to gain traction, to get social proof, to, you know, market more on social media. Mm, that's I, a good I want to play devil's advocate on, on one thing, uh, just because I've done completely opposite with my business. And maybe it's because, you know, I've, was one of the early pioneers. I didn't have to yeah. do such, but I've never once created an avatar and narrowed myself. I work with fat old dudes. I work with competitors on the Olympia stage. I work with women with SIBO, men with SIBO. I've never once been like, I help men in the 40 age range deal with being a better person. Like mm -hmm. I've never done it. Deal with being a better person. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's what I see all the time. And, I'm, yeah, and I if, I was, if I was doing a business, like I probably, if I was coaching in a business, I, I probably would go the opposite way than that because that's what I've done. And I've made a, a very decent seven figure coaching business. So why is that necessary now? Or did I just get lucky or is that just where you guys think it's the best way to do it? Again, playing devil's advocate. Oh, I don't love it. I'm not a business coach here, but 
I'm a guy who's been in the business for a very long time. I want to see a class by yeah. Jason. No, great, so great question because we we got we get this a lot too. Like when we were doing coaching too in 2011, we were the jack of all trades too. We helped out bodybuilders, power lifters, you know, athletes, moms, dads, everything, right? But I look back on it and I'm like, man, was that the most optimal way? I don't think so. Because also too, like you said, like Jason, like we were early on, I feel like, and you're probably earlier than us. Yeah, so I think it was an advantage to be honest, man, you know, because these days, everybody on freaking Instagram, you know what I mean? So it's like, it is kind of a saturated market. You know, I hate using that word because it's like what business isn't saturated at this point, but mm -hmm. I feel like just like what we've kind of learned working with like our students the past four years and kind of the mistakes we made, I just feel like they are in a better situation if they really narrow down on just one, like kind of like avatar or two at the most. And they're speaking that messaging that's congruent with like an offer, you know? But no right or wrong way. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like they could go out and like work with like a bunch of people and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? I just feel like that limits you to truly becoming a, you know, if your goal is to becoming a seven figure, I think it's gonna be very hard if you're like, I work with 40 year old women, you know, to, to make them look good in a bikini. Like, I just feel like Great. that's gonna be very difficult. If all your goal is to be a 10 K, I feel like, yeah, that would work. But I feel like there's gotta be levels to it for me yeah. anyways, if I was yeah. ever going to business coaching, I feel like at some point, you've got to have a broader knowledge base. And I know some of this has to do with your knowledge base. I mean, you probably get some noobs who don't really have a whole lot of coaching experience. Oh yeah. And so then they got to really learn that too. And that's, you know, some of the things that are issues too. I, I think sometimes people get business coaching before they have some general nutrition knowledge. And it's like, okay, great. You know how to do a PNL, you know how to set up an LLC, you know how to create content, but you really don't know how to coach the person. So I see yep. all these like, issues yep. too but now yep. i'm just blabbing on but yeah. uh, i think that it, it would be at least in my mind it'd be harder to gain become a seven-figure coach um just with one avatar but i could be wrong yeah i I, I, I I agree oh go ahead go ahead oh okay i was gonna say that i agree with jason um yeah, i also agree with you guys too in that it's easier when you start out to relate your own journey and struggles and pain points to a specific demographic that is similar to yours. So if I was just starting out, if I was like a 27 year old male bodybuilder, I probably wouldn't go out and try to develop an avatar for them, a menopausal 45, 50 year old woman with three exactly. kids. I would probably relate best to a young father or maybe mm -hmm. other guys my age who are, you know, professionals and balancing work and, and, and fitness. I would start there. And then as my skill set grew, I would expand to other avatars. But what Jason is getting at with what he said is that when you limit yourself to just one avatar, you limit yourself to a specific knowledge base and skill set. And it behooves all of us coaches out there to be a master of the entire range of fitness. It's a spectrum. Okay. And if you think about it, when it comes to the mom with three kids and the, the busy college student, what is it? Time management is the, the Venn diagram here, right? So you start understanding there are certain skill sets that you coach that can help all different types of clients. It's not really because oh, yeah. of three kids. It's because they are stressed and they don't have time or perceive that they don't have time. And it's no different than the college kid that says, I don't have time, you know?
Yeah. And I'm with yeah. you, man. And it's like, I, I agree with you guys. And I think like, if we break this down, like what do most clients really want? It's like, they want to be heard, understood, valued, and they want hope, accountability, and certainty. It's like, that's why I tell people. Oh, like, that's the best ways I've ever fucking heard it said. <laughs> from any business that. person on our podcast, I swear, no, from any, like, like the three of us are nodding our head for a reason. I mean, we appreciate that. We've had some top charlatans on here and so forth. And, and that was really well said the way you put that. Can you repeat that one more time? Actually? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like the first acronym is hub. So they want to be heard, understood and valued. And then the other one's hack. So they want hope, accountability and certainty. And that's why we tell like our coaches is like, man, like they're buying people buy coaches, not coaching. It's like, they're buying you. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone, yeah. anyone can go teach this stuff. You know, it's like they can go Google it. They can go watch YouTube videos, but it's like, there's a specific reason they choose you. They want to hear how you explain it. They want to hear how you break it down, how you can get them through solving their issues. So, I mean, once you understand that, once you, under, and then you instill that confidence, that certainty and belief in yourself as a coach, you're like, okay, shit, man. It's like, I, yeah, yeah, I could do this. I could sit there and work with like, you know, 10 to 20 clients even more and make a really good income and, and, and impact people's lives. I want to talk about the offer. Okay. So this mm -hmm. is something that I think is an important thing to, to discuss because you have some coaches which get made fun of who've been doing this for six months to a year who charge $5.99 a month. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what the fuck they do. And then you got <laughs> someone like Jason who is like me sensei, like my in-person is very expensive, like Jason's online integrative um, because I've been doing it a while. When you get to our level, You've been doing it 15, 17 years. You're talking five, 600. That's more reasonable. When you guys work with people creating offers, do you guys work with them from the standpoint of where they are in their business based upon client numbers or where they are as business owners? Because I think it's very important to have to separate out the coach and the business owner, because I think that's why the three of us have been pretty successful in the routes we've gone is because we look at business ownership different from coaching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the people that we kind of deal with, like, it's like those coaches that want to go from like zero to 10, you know? So it's like, we're, we're very dialed in on like who, like where that sophistication level is in awareness that they're at. Right. So what we teach with them is basically it's called a, a combo of a high ticket and low ticket. And this is what's been working again, really well the past like four years with our students is a high ticket and low ticket. So for them to have a high ticket offer in their online program, that's literally the whole deluxe program. That's like the whole nine yards with them. We could talk about value stacking and all that stuff, but that's literally the promise that they, the promise and outcome that they're going to do. And again, an example could be like the promise and outcome can be, I'm, I'm going to have you lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks. So this way, psychologically, that person on the other end can see them down 20 pounds in 10 weeks. And then the other part is the deadline. Always have to tie a deadline in with the promise and outcome, right? Because then that gives them in their mind, okay, this isn't going to take six months. It's not going to take a year. It's going to actually take 10 weeks. That's amazing. I'm going to pay a pretty penny to be down 20 pounds in 10 weeks. So that's a high ticket like package right there. And then the low ticket is like, okay, well, it's not going to have a promise or a deadline on there, right? But we're going to help you achieve some of your goals. You're going to get less access to us. You're going to have less deliverables, right? But you're still going to get results, right? And that's just basically a continuity program, like $300, $400 a month. But we teach the high ticket anywhere from $2,000 and up. And we've seen people- Holy shit. Explain yeah. the 2000 Yeah, tell me. What yeah. is the values in the deliverables? Because Jeff charged 1000 at they one don't mean, time. They don't, mean per, they don't mean per month, though. Not they per month, though. Okay. It's for so, like eight to 12-week front-end program. Yeah, but that's still like an average of $700, right? A month, 680 and change? Yeah. 
right? Yeah, 689, yeah. R- roughly. Yeah. So, man, look at me. You guys are the financial wizards. I'm the fucking <laughs> idiot who didn't even pass algebra two. And I was like pretty close. But anyway, so, okay, 689 a month ain't no chump change. So, what are the deliverables and the value assets that you guys are telling them? to package in on these high ticket items because Jeff had a high ticket item at a thousand dollars. So I'd be curious to see what the difference was that you guys tell to offer versus what Jeff did for a thousand per month. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of like, like the deliverables on there again, it's like, it's nothing too crazy. You guys are going to see like that you never heard of or anything like that. It's mainly like the access, right. That they're going to get to like the coach. So instead of like the low ticket being like, you know, a bi-monthly type of check-in or something like that, this is going to be like a weekly check-in instead of it being like that bi-monthly check-in with the low ticket of being like all audio or email, this weekly check-in is going to be FaceTime. It's going to be zoom. Right. So it's just more access to this person, right. More uh, accountability. Okay. Then also it's the way you position it though, too. It's like, it's again, it's the outcome. It's the, the, the promise it's the deadline. And also what works really well on this is having a guarantee tied into it. Okay. So again, it's all psychology with this, the way you're positioning this high ticket offer. So an example of that is the 20 pounds uh, down in 10 weeks. If you guys, you're telling the prospect on the other end on the sales call, if you don't get down 10 pounds or 20 pounds in 10 weeks, I keep working with you for free. So just think about that. There's no risk for this person to spend two or $3,000. It's all pure reward. And you guys know nine out of 10 times with like, you know, weight loss, fat loss, if they recomp, it's not going to, they're not going to go back on the coach and be like, Hey, Jeff, like you promised me 20 pounds in 10 weeks. Where's that 20 pounds at? They already got the transformation. They already got the wins. They got the identity shift already. So it's just what you're saying. Yeah. That's a lot of the Hermosi model. When he did the gym launch and stuff like that was a lot of the, the guaranteed on that, because you see a lot of the, uh, Mm -hmm. the C language being utilized in the ads. Um, what question do you guys have, Jason or Jeff? I bet if Je- Jason were to do one Zoom a month, he could charge fifteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, for coaching. oh yeah, yeah. Jason could easily get on Zoom for a thousand dollars for some people, and they would just love it. Jeff, I, I think you know what these, you know, Chris and Eric, you guys, uh, you know, recommend charging more for access, and that's you know a really really good idea. I think because time is very valuable, right? So right. That's yeah. the way that you can really differentiate pricing is, you know, it's not to offer a program that only has nutrition or only has training. It's to give them all four wheels of the car, your service intervals and your level of service when you walk into that dealership is a lot different when you're paying for, you know, a certain level, right? So that's, that's the mindset. I understand that. Now with the ticket, the high ticket offers though, again, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. get a good discussion going, right? But how often are you running into coaches that are selling high ticket offers and they're doing like 20, 30K months sometimes, and then all of a sudden the well runs dry for a couple months afterwards. And then my second question is when you give a guarantee where you tell someone three months will have you lose 20 pounds or I work for you for free. I'm sure there are scenarios where you fail to deliver and the person is just like, ah, whatever. And they never check in with you again. So you're off the hook. Mm -hmm. Another situation would be that you really do end up having to tug that horse, you know, for a year afterwards. Their habits are so shitty. And that's why they couldn't lose the two pounds per week that you promised them. 
you know? So what do you say to that? Yeah. To answer your first question, great questions, man. Um, and the first one is obviously we're going to get like, there's only one of us, right? So it's like to scale a business, that's going to be tough, you know, just trading that time for dollars. And you, you do through, through those high ticket programs, it's, it's, it's purely transactional. So what we're teaching in our program, the game we're teaching is, okay, so sell a front end program, which is eight to 12 week program uh, to eight, eight to 12 weeks. That's where people need the handholding. That's where the trust is built. And once they get some results some confidence, they don't need all the handholding. So then what you do is you create a, a monthly reoccurring revenue model that could be anywhere from six to nine months. And you design that to sell the future because you guys know too, three months is not enough time with one client. You need at least like yeah. six, six to 12 months. So then again, sell them the future and then put them in a group coaching model to where it's like, okay, like a couple touch points here and there. I mean, everything they just need their program tweaked and you're charging like two to $300 a month. But it's like, you sit there and have like, you know, 30 to 40 clients doing that you know, you start getting some really good, you know, um, you know, predictable income coming in. So that's really the way I would solve that issue. The first one. And the second one, that's, that's tough, Jeff. Um, I don't, do you, do you got anything on that one? I mean, <laughs> can, can you like explain that again? That was like a yeah, lot it's about, of, about the person questions. that's like, like putting in like a lot yeah, of work yeah. and they're not losing the weight. So, yeah. so you, you encourage your, your business mentees to sell high ticket offers where it's a pay, it's basically a paid in full, mm -hmm. and you're telling your guarantee it doesn't have to be paid in full though. That's the thing. Sometimes they'll pay in full. We teach them to price anchor it. So if it's like a, we'll say it's three thousand dollars something like that. If they pay in full, maybe it's like you know a thousand dollar discount, or it can be payments where they pay you know twenty five hundred dollars and they're paying a little bit more. Most most of the time they won't get paid in full all the time. Okay. Yeah. But best case scenario, you do get paid in full. That's the best. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. To earn three thousand dollars for twelve weeks of work up front. And let's say you sold, you know, let's say you sold like four of those. So that's a $12,000 revenue stream for that month where it's occurring if you're using cash basis accounting, right? But then you're on the hook in the next couple of months. So now with, when you guarantee people and that guarantee falls through, mainly because the client can't follow whatever mm -hmm. you're telling them to do, you're either on the hook to work for free until mm -hmm. their habits click in and you're going to have to do a lot of additional coaching for that. I get you. I get you. I got you. Or you have situations where you have this guarantee, they pay you the three grand, they lose five pounds and they're just like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to bother with these guys anymore. Just keep the money. I don't care. I don't want to coach with you anymore. Then you're like, oh, I'm off the hook, you know, but you're like, ah, oh, shit. I just kind of like, that was kind of scammy, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. So how do you address those two different yeah. scenarios? Got I got gotcha, you, man. So like, I think what's fair to do is like in the agreement form, right? Cause you always say like the guarantee with like contingencies, right? Like so long as you're checking in with me every single week, so long as that you're doing X, Y, Z, you know, like there has to be contingencies in there. You can't just leave it wide open to where it's like, if they're not down 20 pounds in those 12 weeks, you know, okay. They're just going to come back and be like, Oh, it didn't work. It doesn't work like that. Like there has to be contingencies tied in that agreement form when they're signing it. Right. Because of course they have to put in the work themselves too and meet you halfway on it, you know? So that's one big way to really avoid it. That makes sense. Cause you can always go back to them and be like, Hey, well, like Helen, like we're eight weeks in, you know, you haven't checked in with me, you know, four out of the eight weeks, you haven't, you know, done this. You haven't, you missed a couple of workouts. Like, Hey, what's going on? This is the agreement form. This is the whole like way we designed this program to get end result. Yeah. But I think too, Jeff, man, you could agree with me too on this, that, that if you're confident at what you do and you know, you're good, it's like, you'll take that, you'll take that and roll the dice any day. So it's like guarantee yeah. like that you're going to make some massive shift or impact in their, their journey towards like, they would never sit there and like, look back and be like, man, Jeff did not deliver or deliver with me. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I agree hundred percent. Okay. So last one we'll wrap up with as we get close to our hour here. 
is the S-I-R-V-E-E content framework, which I guess is your guys' proprietary model you guys utilize and put into play. What is that and how can that help build an online brand and help people gain attention? Like, I assume that's part of your content machine. Now, I got to be honest, Jeff does some of the best marketing I've seen in quite some time. He pours himself better on social media than anybody. Um, and J- <laughs> so, well, since Jason's been doing what Jeff has said, Jason's has grown. I just haven't had the bandwidth to try what Jeff does yet, but I'm sure it will work when I decide to try it. But what are you guys utilizing with S-I-R-V-E-E? So I guess it's Serve Content Framework. Yeah. So I'll, I'll run you guys through kind of the acronym. So like the very first one is uh, S, which is like your strategy. Okay. So that's the thing with like a lot of health and fitness coaches, they'll go into content and they'll, there'll be absolutely no strategy in there. You know, it's like, again, are you going to be posting on Instagram? Is it going to be Facebook? Are you going to try to be omnipresent? Like everybody's telling you to do go on all these channels, open up a YouTube, uh, a podcast. You're not going to get anything done by opening up all those channels. So it's like literally have a strategy just for one channel that you're really good at Facebook or Instagram, you know, and have a distribution channel. Are you going to show up every day or you're going to show up two or three times there's no right or wrong way it's just like make sure to just stick to that actual strategic plan of distribution right and then the i is intentional that goes back again to speaking to like the avatar and the niche you know we're not speaking to millions of people we want to literally attract a hundred perfect people that are within that you know avatar in that niche. So make sure that it's intentional with like your content and the messaging is on point to hit their pain points and their wants and desires. The R is relatable. That's where you got to come in as the coach. What Eric said is people aren't buying coaching, they're buying coaches. So it's like, you got to share your struggles. You got to you know, share like your story, right? You got to share that you're not perfect and you're not just some robot coach where you're counting macros and just like lifting weights. It's like, what do you do on the weekends, right? Like what are your frustrations in your day-to-day life? Again, how are you connecting with these people? And then um, the V is value, right? So you got to give some sort of value. You know, you can't just give a bunch of bullshit stuff out there and cookie cutter stuff or be the person where you regurgitate somebody's content, like show up with your own type of value with frameworks, you know, processes, all that stuff within health and fitness. And then the E is basically um, entertainment, right? There has to be something in there. I'm not saying you have to be that coach where you have to be on TikTok dancing and stuff like that. Don't be a fool. Don't be somebody outside of yourself, right? None of that shit. But it's like, make your content somewhat entertaining. You know, it's like, don't be super boring where it's like, you're putting a whole manuscript inside of like, you know, uh, Instagram post, right. Copy and pasting off like a study or something like that, where it's just super boring. Like, you know, show some sort of entertainment within there. And then the other one's education, the last E it just makes sure that the, the content, some sort of education or some sort of transformation, some sort of mindset shift, some sort of uh, false belief that you broke on their end to where it becomes just valuable. I really like how you guys laid that out. I think that's an easy framework for people to work within. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Jason, you guys got anything on that? Hmm. Um, I'll let Jason go if he has anything in his mind right now. No, you know, I, I don't. On the, I mean, it all makes sense to me. Um, I, I'm just old school, you know, and it, to me it was, you know, show my clients progress. And yeah. if I do good work, I'm going to get clients. And that worked for me. Yeah. Uh, I know the, the atmosphere and the the, the thing has changed. But if you look at mine, it's still mainly clients and I'm just yeah, posting yeah. real and I get on there and talk about them. I don't really do a whole lot of my personal life because I really don't want it out there. Uh, I guess, it, you know, my pain points, I don't know if I put them out there anymore. Um, I don't know. But again, I think for me, I came along in a different time and uh, yep. I built my brand and my business already. And what yep. these guys are talking about is trying to do it in the current climate as a newbie. And Absolutely. Uh, 
you know, I, I sympathize with a lot of people trying to get into it right now. Um, and that probably works really well with their saying. It's just not something that I've had to do. And I still think results at the end of the day will drive everything. Uh, if you yep. put out people making results and changes, that's going to trump everything. That's me maybe mm. being a dinosaur, but that's what I believe. Yeah. And I, I agree hundred percent, Jason, like it's not old school, man. It's actually results school because it's tried and true, like you said. And that's something we teach our students too. We teach them like a bunch, like 10 different posts on what to do. And one of those posts every single week in their social media rotation has to be results driven marketing, yeah. right? It has to be some sort of social proof, working with somebody with yourself, uh, a client, even like a screenshot of a habit win or something like that. It doesn't have to be a massive, like 50 pound transformation, but they have to do that to constantly see that into their stories, into their feed so that they're showing their people that they can help people out and get people results yeah yeah i mean i started for free yeah um, and it just so happens i was good at it and so i was taking guys who were perennial second third place finishers on the bodybuilding stage <laughs> to make first place and you know that then led to charging and then i had people to to post and post and just keep posting results um so you know i'm a big proponent of if you don't have anything to show you better work for free yeah. You better get some people that uh, you can show results because all the other stuff's nice and fluffy, but you better show that you can actually deliver. Yeah. <laughs> or do even document your own journey. That's, that's a great that way too. too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think the only thing that I'll add to that, um, I'll use some analogies here is that as an online coach, you have two jobs. You're, you have two jobs. You, you be a coach, but you also got to be online. Online is your workplace. You got to show up. Okay. So if you can't show up, you can't be an online coach, be a personal trainer in a gym. Um, in terms of Jason's success, Jason is very, very um, established. And so I want you, everyone to think about social media, right? We talked about being online, being your workplace. So the online piece is important, but the online social media space is like real estate. So real estate, as we all know, how hard it is to buy a fucking house now, if you're a 25, 30 year old. Yeah you know, man, as a family, whatever, mm -hmm. you can't get real estate because all of it's owned already. It's owned by the 1% of the wealthy people out there. Like think about who owns New York City. It's probably like a handful of like super rich people. And the rest of us are living in, in the slums, right? The same thing is going on in the online space. A lot of the clients, 90% yeah. of the clients are owned by 1% of the coaches. Um, so it becomes a game of gaining attention and attraction. And for people listening out there, think of like your gym crush, whether it's a girl or a guy, whatever, mm -hmm. right? How do you turn that person from the person that you're stalking and looking at between every set to sitting across from them from dinner on a date? Do you go in for the kill right away and say, hey, I want to take you out? Or do you slowly build that attraction, that tension and that interaction? And finally, the conversion where she gives you the phone number, then you get her out on a date and you, yeah. you close that deal, so to speak. The what about Tinder? Thing, same thing in the in the business world. <laughs> Tinder, Tinder is just making shit go faster. That's <laughs> that's Social like paid advertising. I'm just I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Social media is just real life, but it happens fast. Yeah. Um, but that's all I have to yeah. say. So, such a great point, man. Real quick, just to hit on that. It's like, and that's where you just got to be patient. Like you got to understand that like, dude, this is going to take time. Like you're playing the, inf you're playing the, the infinite game, not the finite game. It's like, if you're just, if you can't adopt that mindset to, <laughs> to just put the blood, sweat and tears and build this shit day after day, year after year, then, then you're not built for this and, and plain and simple. Like, you'll get crushed. Yeah. I mean, Jason, Jeff and I, we all work crazy 
hours to the point where yeah. we realize that we need to cut back. Yep. But working four hours a week on the beach and showing a screenshot of a Starbucks coffee <laughs> and a laptop has never crossed any of our yeah. minds. Yeah. Same. I'd be embarrassed if I posted something like that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I agree with what Jason says. I pull back a lot of my personal social media. Like, I just don't want people to know what I'm up to personally. Just like, yeah. here's my business. Here's my life. Here's the shit that I do. And it's just because I have enough people I got to talk to throughout the day. I just don't want to have to answer any more questions. Like, good point. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at with it. It just keeps yeah. things quieter. That's why we tell them just sprinkle it. Doesn't have to be every day, just one post yep. a week. That's it. And you choose to go like how deep you want to go on mm -hmm. those posts. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to tell everything or show everything, but just a little bit of personality just to connect with people. That's it. I know my agents like you got to get better at social media, Jeff, for this book. And I'm like, Oy vey. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fuck off. You know, I'll do it. I know, man. <laughs> I get you too. Yeah. It is hundred percent true. I know. I'm already yeah. starting to shoot content. Yeah. I got some professional videos done. I'm with you though, man. God, it, but it's one of those things to me that like I'm just a dude who just kind of just enjoys life. And so I, that's <laughs> social media is hard for me because I, I just enjoy life. I yeah, guess if I'm with you. There's so many times I'm doing yeah. shit, and when I'm done, I've been like, why didn't I like film that that'd have been great like I, that, I was down yeah. in tampa for that shoot for country ball and all these the, the guy that like we're kind of linked up with he's, he's deadlifting like 580 pounds at age 16 he's got like 16 already offers from colleges i should have been filming that i just watched him and then gave him my fist bump and I'm like, what the fuck am i doing <laughs> no, it, it, it's just because i enjoy i was in the moment dude. yeah, like, yeah. You know, i like, live too much in the moment i i, yeah. I did way too much lsd and shrooms that forced me to like live here in the moment like that's the best thing man like I, we've talked about a lot of podcasts but literally if you microdose you don't touch your phone that's the one reason yeah. i purposely do it on saturday so like i'll be far and away from my phone for hours yeah. good <laughs> good just doing shit good. well chris e man where can everybody find you i give you a follow how can they sign up to kind of get some of your you know stuff because I know you guys deal with more of the intro coaches. We do have coaches doing that. And it might be good for some of those coaches who maybe aren't growing um, like they should to maybe give you guys a chit chat, see what maybe they could learn from you guys. Um, I know Jason, Jeff, myself, we have new coaches who talk to us all the time. So feel free to give everything out, man. And thank you again for your time today. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Thank you guys. Really appreciate the, yeah, you know, right. just the conversation, all that. So um, yeah, I mean, you guys can find these huge caterpillar eyebrows. Um, first of all, let's <laughs> just go, go to Instagram at Chris and Eric Martinez, uh, our website, dynamicfitpros.com. We have a free training there too. And yeah, just check out our podcast, uh, Dynamic Lifestyle Podcast. We had uh, uh, Jeff and, and Jason on too. So great platform there too. Absolutely, guys. About threading his eyebrows, man. No, so no, you guys oh, man. Never. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much again. And um, we really appreciate your time and everything. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Right, appreciate you guys. you guys. Thank you, guys. Peace. All See right. ya. Right, See ya. Guys.